0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's podcast. Before I begin, I just want to have a quick reminder that myself, as well as some members of the RetroRGB writing team, will be attending and doing panels at some of the upcoming expos for the remainder of the year, and hopefully something that we could continue on doing. But uh, if you're in the area, check out the live events section of the website. I always really love meeting everybody, and I'll have more info on each individual one as everything gets official. So I hope to see as many of you there as I can, and uh, let's just jump into the news. Well, this week starts out with a bit of a weird one. Uh, People in the Mr. Community, whether it's forums, Discord, whatever else found uh, an eBay listing that they felt was misleading, and I guess it was upsetting some people. So there was a post written to try to help people understand what exactly to look for when buying these RAM modules, and an example was made of the misleading post in that it listed Neo Geo as uh, part of the title and description, but it was a 256 megabit, or 32 megabyte, RAM module. And I don't think any of the Neo Geo games could be played with that one. I think a newer RAM module is required and the other side of that 256 megabit while 100 percent correct and technically accurate can be a bit misleading just because you need at least a 64 megabyte ram module and we're currently awaiting the 64 megabyte and the 128 megabytes to come out so you know like if the seller was just selling a tray of ram chips that's 256 megabit is correct but in the context of something for the mister at a time where we're all anticipating higher memory modules, it was kind of misleading to not just have 32 megabyte slash 256 megabit or something on there. Because, look, you know, I don't care how much of a super nerd you might be, um, seeing a higher number in Neo Geo in a post when you're eagerly awaiting a higher RAM module is something, a mistake any one of us could have made and something that we could easily skip across. Um, you know, it also don't forget too, that the mister is starting to get to the point where it's getting more mainstream. So you don't need to be a super nerd to use it anymore. You just need a bit of patience and just the desire to use it. So, uh, you know, the post was definitely misleading. Um, But the seller turned out uh, to reach out to the writer that wrote it and was really upset in the way that the post was written, and I will admit that while the post was very good and did a really good job saying the similarity or how two fifty six megabit is the same as thirty two megabyte, and the post did a great job putting all of that into perspective for people looking to buy Mister modules the post did come across as if we knew for a fact that the seller was being misleading. And the truth is we didn't know. We just, it was a misleading post. We don't know if it was on purpose or not, whatever. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, So the seller reached out to the writer. Um, We started rewriting the post pretty much right away. Uh, It took a few days, I believe for the seller to eventually update the listing um, we have the original post linked here for anybody that wants to see it, just because we have nothing to hide. People make mistakes all the time. It's not a big deal, usually. So, you know, it, as a whole, it's the article in its current form is perfectly accurate and, and stands as a good guide for what to look for when you're buying Mr. Memory. And the seller updated the post, so, you know, or updated the the listing. So whatever, it's all over and done with. Um, it did get a little weird after that. And I'll admit that I tried to record record this section of the podcast many times, trying to find the best way to explain what happened. But I think the best thing to do is really just to tell everybody out there if you ever see anything related to retro RGB or any of our team members or anybody that you know that we're affiliated with, don't ever hesitate to reach out and talk to us about these things and we're all human, everybody has bad days everybody everybody has something bad happen to them in a day where they're already losing their shit about something else. so I get it if you you know if you're flipping out you know maybe maybe I wouldn't respond in the best way to it right away, but we you know we all eventually really just want to get the point across of you know the retro gaming news and here's what's going on so you know anybody that has a question about any of this stuff let us know we'll try to work it out uh but we're always going to post what we feel is the truth and you know we're certainly not going to get bullied in taking anything down if you disagree with our opinion on something it's just the way it is I would like to apologize to everybody on Twitter though because I did post about this without telling the whole story. I posted about this with only a small piece of the information. So what ended up happening is the people that knew the whole story were like, wow, that's messed up. And the people that didn't said well that's messed up from the opposite end so you know i'm sorry about that that was hundred percent my fault i should have not done that at all i should have at least i should have at least waited till the article was rewritten and the full context was put and then if i still felt the need to vent i don't know i shouldn't have sent anything at all so my apologies for the people that misunderstood but i do really appreciate people who took the time to give their perspective even some of the more colorful ones that could have been written in a way that <laughs> wasn't, so, wasn't so harsh. But I do honestly appreciate the perspective. And even though a lot of the things that were discussed don't actually apply to what happened, there's still things that could apply in the future to the articles, retro RGB, and how I handle things on social media. So thanks to everybody for the patience to, to actually write something awesome. Trolls will be trolls. I'm sure we all learned which ones, which people to ignore and which people to listen to now. And uh, at least we have more info on which RAM modules to buy and what to look for when you're buying them. Next, and on a much lighter note, there's now an LCD mask and retaining clip for those Neo Geo pocket color replacement screens. So some very quick background. A few weeks ago on AliExpress, some people had found a seller which were selling backlit color screens for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Uh, People had received them, and while it seemed to work great, uh, you could see the LCD itself, you know, see the the silver outside of it, and people were having a hard time keeping it centered. So Greg Collins stepped up and made a 3D printed plastic that allows you to cover the outside of it so you just see the screen, making it look more like a stock fit, as well as keeping it in place and centering it. So uh, thanks very much to Greg for doing this. Um, If anybody's interested you could print this yourself because greg always offers up the files but if you'd like to support the creator you could buy this plastic directly from laserbear.net and in the same post are links to the kits on aliexpress as well as glass screen protectors should you want one of those as well for your neo geo pocket color so some pretty awesome news Um, and you know I, i mean no disrespect at all but the front light screens i'd seen over the years just never really impressed me it was the best people could do at the time so i'm certainly not talking down to any of the people that uh that made those mods but in my experience backlit screens are always so much better than any kind of front light mod so now there's a great choice for the neo geo pocket the girl geek was recently a guest on the Gear Splaining podcast to talk about video game audio hardware They described the audio hardware itself like uh, which chips went into which revisions spanning from the earliest computers and game consoles all the way up to more modern stuff and played examples of the audio from each console as they talked about it so while it is podcast style you know it's free form and lots of conversation going on i thought it was really cool to hear about all of those different sound chips Right, one right after the other in that context. Um, it, you know, Hearing the examples one right after the other put things in a better perspective. And even at the end when they get into the different newer VST plugins and modern ways to create music in the similar sound styles, I thought that was really awesome. So any, uh, any musicians that were into game music or just anybody that's into game hardware audio should definitely give this one a listen. I really enjoyed it. This next thing is a foreshadowing of what's to come. What I'm about to talk about does not apply to us directly. I just want to make sure I'm not misleading about this. But Zillenix has just announced a new FPGA that they're claiming has the highest logic density of any single device ever made. Um, It is an incredibly powerful FPGA chip um, that's coming out next year for professional applications. Uh, And I'm assuming it's insanely priced so i i wanted to start out by saying this is not the next fpga that's going to be in the next ossc or mr but it's a really great look at the technology that's coming that will eventually make its way down to more affordable products Smoke Monster wrote a great article um, comparing it to the current Mr. Cyclone 5 and did also want to make the point that um, FPGA game cores are a combination of making sure that the FPGA is fast enough and being able to transcribe the different chips into the HDL language. So I'm way oversimple at flying there, but I just want to make the point that the fastest FPGA in the world still won't be perfect unless you have people that really took the time to reverse engineer all the chips. So uh, it's kind of a, a neat article and a cool thing to look at, and maybe four or five years from now we'll have a version of this that's at least somewhat affordable that we could use for whatever crazy projects we came up with. So uh, thanks to Smoke Monster for writing this up. and uh, As always, of course, thanks to the entire Mr. Team for working on all of these awesome, awesome cores for everybody. Intellivision just released a new trailer about their upcoming Amico console, and it was a little bizarre. It really read more like a PSA for how you should be spending more time gaming with your family and less time gaming by yourself. Um, I don't really think the point came across as well as Tommy Tallarico and Intellivision had hoped, but you know, it certainly didn't instill any confidence in me about what this product was supposed to be. And at the end, they showed some very quick clips of some games that will be available on it, but without any real description or context. So uh, other than walking away from this, being reminded that I should have more games that I could play with my friends that don't really require any learning curve, like Mario Kart and stuff like that, um, didn't really didn't really leave an impression on me on why anybody would want the Amico other than just buying games from consoles they already own that are more family-centered. Uh, so... I guess we'll see when this thing is released, but I'm trying to just curb my expectations and wait for it to... uh, Just wait to see it for myself, I guess. Wrestling With Gaming just uploaded a documentary about The Glove, a hand-worn controller for the PS1 and the N64. Now, when many of us think of hand-worn glove-style controllers, you think of the Power Glove, which worked absolutely terribly, but at the same time was way ahead of its time, groundbreaking, and really, um, it was the first start into motion controls and different ways of playing games that didn't involve a controller. So there's a lot of love in my heart for the Power Glove for all the other reasons not actually to use as a controller. (laughs) And uh, this apparently is the opposite, though. This is uh, a controller that as long as you're you're willing to adapt to a different way of playing a game that maybe you've already learned using an existing controller then it would work well in many scenarios and has a couple of cool different features so uh, i loved the documentary i also really liked learning about the glove so if anybody's interested in this please check it out Um, and definitely a shout out to yahel for his new hand placement Mega Man The Wily Wars is finally getting an official licensed release on North American Genesis consoles by Retrobit. They have announced that there's a collector's edition coming that includes many extras. And there's no details on what those extras are. Maybe it's something in the box, maybe it's something to do with the ROM itself and changes to the games. Uh, I have no idea, but I really, really hope that they make sure to use the right version of the ROM and that they make sure that it's super high quality because legal issues aside, there has been lots of repros for the Wiley Wars over the years, uh, ranging from embarrassingly bad in quality all the way up to absolutely gorgeous carts that look exactly like a factory cart would, um, and you know there's also different versions of the rom that's gone out there so i hope that retrobit steps up to the plate and gives collectors a reason to buy this one Uh, make sure it's hard gold and beveled edge make sure it runs at the right voltage and it's a good quality guts and also make make sure that not only the gamers but the collectors are happy you know if you're competing with technically illegal repros Make sure the quality is as good as some of those high-end rig pros. Don't just, you know, throw this in a bag with some, uh, you know, an extra flyer and call it a collector's edition. I'm not saying that's what it is. There's no details yet. I'm just really hoping that Retrobit is listening to the community and knows that we want a really high-quality version of this that we'd be happy to buy. Um, you know, there's anybody that's played the game over the years has experienced it probably in a few different ways. The original ROM I got was the PAL ROM that only ran at 50 Hertz. That was patched to run at 60 Hertz, as well as more patches for it to fix save game issues. Um, a lot of the ROMs floating around, as well as a lot of the repros, the lower end repros didn't even uh, support saves because of this. So hopefully they'll be able to get all this stuff figured out and get something that we'd all be happy to buy. And if all of this works out, and they end up making the perfect repro card of this, repro, officially licensed repro, sorry, Uh, if all of this works out, I do kind of wish they'd offer something else, and I know this is fantasy land, not realistic, so go ahead and make fun of me all you want for this, but in a perfect world, they would offer this full collector's edition set and then maybe offer just a PCB only for all of the people that have already spent a ton of money on these, and especially the people that bought The Wily Wars on eBay not knowing it was a repro. You know, we should all be uh, researching and, and looking into stuff before spending a lot of money on it, but the fact is there's just a lot of people that had no idea what they were buying was a repro that got a really nice case and a really nice cartridge with Terrible guts inside, either not the right PCB or not the right patched version of the ROM. So I know that's unrealistic for a million reasons. Um, but if anybody has any any better ideas on that, I don't know. Uh, it sucks that people have dropped a lot of money on some of these repros to get subpar versions. But I think what's more important than all of that is that we don't drop a bunch of money on an official version that sucks. So come on, Retro Brit, step up to the plate, make something we all want. I sure as heck would buy it, even though I'm not a collector. I just would really like a game that I enjoy in a way where it's made properly, the save game works well, and I would be proud to own, as opposed to buying a repro online and hoping I get one that was made well. So anyway, I guess we'll see. They're going to have more info at Gamescom. So hopefully we'll be able to have more info on this soon. There's a new shoot-em-up in the works for the Neo Geo called Project Neon. The developer recently demoed it to recommend running on original MVS hardware and hopes to eventually make an AES and possibly even a Neo Geo CD version, but at the moment I think he's just focusing on getting the game to a point where he could start a Kickstarter and finish it off that way. Um I personally hope that there's some sort of ROM for this offered as well cuz it just costs so much money to make Neo Geo cartridges. You need two PCBs and a giant thing of plastic and it just it's uh it's not nearly as cost effective as making a game for like the Genesis or Nintendo. And um you know also uh, it's not just the cost you know there are those of us that would much rather have the convenience of utilizing the rom cart we've already bought some people like me don't have the space and while eventually i would love to have a nice collection with really great homebrew stuff like this displayed on my wall i just all i want to do is pay to play the game legally so i could support the developer and enjoy the game so uh, maybe that's too complicated to do something like that in in the retro world with no drm Um, maybe this is just a pipe dream but i would love to be able to see more stuff like this running um, on roms that you could pay for i spoke to the neo geo dev team about that and their carts have specific chips on them that can't be emulated so there is no way to do that anyway even with both of the rom cart manufacturers even if they all work together Together they just won't run so that kind of solves that problem i and it's a shame too because i really enjoyed the neo geo dev team games so i guess we'll see what happens with project neon but enough of my rant uh, i'll let everybody know when the kickstarter goes live and the progress of it but it looks like a pretty neat game modern vintage gamer recently uploaded a review of the m cable classic that inspired me to write a post called a level-headed review of the m cable classic um, if anybody's interested in my opinions I'll leave the link to that below, but the short, short version is Modern Vintage Gamer's review was very straightforward and to the point, showed examples of the MKable Classic in different scenarios, um, and showed how it would work in most people's setups. His conclusion was, at the end of the day, the number of games that it seemed to affect and really improve was really small for him. Um, I found the same when I tested the other cable they have, the M-Cable Gaming Edition. My conclusion was that it definitely does not add any lag that would affect gameplay, so feel free to use it, but it wasn't really for me. So the only point I'll make in this is that... uh, don't if you're interested in this, don't listen to the people that talk bad about this cable for no reason. And I'm not talking about Modern Vintage Gamers review. That's why I titled the post a level-headed review. I just I, I see so much weird press around this cable, and it kinda I have a hard time taking it seriously sometimes, and because of the press, not because of the hardware. So I just wanted to make the point. Check out real reviews of this thing. Um have people who know how to capture footage well and see if this is for you because the bottom line is it's exactly like choosing the color of a car you're going to buy. There's no right answer. It's what you want. So if you see your favorite games uh, on somebody else's stream being played and you like the way the M Cable Classic or the M Cable Gaming Edition makes it look, buy it and be happy to buy it and don't let anybody else shit on you for buying it. If that look is worth a $100 for you, just like if you wanted a car that was fluorescent yellow with fluorescent green stripes that's cool that's your thing you do you no problems at all my only issues with uh, marseille and the m cable is all of the weird marketing and all of the people they send it to that have just the strangest reviews of it and make it some people make it seem like it's snake oil and other people make it seem like it's something that you have to use with every device you've ever owned with an hdmi port and it's just not true So anybody that wants a good level-headed review, check out Modern Vintage Gamers. Uh, Check out my lag testing of the original M-Cable Gaming Edition. And uh, yeah, see if it's for you. See if it's something that you'd enjoy. For me personally, no, but I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just the color of the card that I choose. Arithmus on the Arcade Projects forums has just announced the console gemma Ooh, I got that in the first try. Uh, It's essentially a SCART to JAMA adapter for people that have maybe already built arcade setups that just want to route a console through it. And that's something that I've run into quite a bit, even with people that have things like mini arcade machines, like a few of the ones I've been able to score. Maybe you just want to plug in your Dreamcast or something like that and play some of the 240p style games. But whatever your reasoning might be, this seems like a pretty cool device. Um, It's got the correct... uh, amplification to bring things up to JAMA standards. Um, there's different pots so you could tweak the signal in case there's any issues with uh, with your current JAMA setup. And there's even different add-on boards for things like control pads and stuff like that. Basically, there's a different version of the MC Cthulhu that you could, uh, a customized version that you could add onto this. Overall, it just seems pretty awesome. And it seems like anybody who has multi-CADs that they've built themselves, you know, things with original arcade boards mixed with other stuff, Uh, Maybe this is something that you could look into. Um, The price is going to be around $150, depending on what modules you get, but the project's open source, which is always really appreciated. So uh, anybody that wants to check out the project or support it, check out Arcade Projects Thread. Um, And this is pretty neat. It's definitely something I'd like to take a look at. Insurrection Industries has finally opened pre-orders on their GC Video-based Carby Component. That's a GameCube component video cable that plugs into the digital port using the same high-quality connector as their HDMI Carby, and then it outputs component video via BNC cable. It'll come with BNC to RCA adapters, so anybody should be able to use it on anything from an OSSC to uh, a consumer-grade TV. Um, And of course, you could just use the BNC ends if you're going into professional-grade equipment or anything like that. Um, This cable, just like all the other GC video solutions, supports all resolutions, 240p, 480i, and 480p. So this is really a good choice for people that want just a component video solution and don't really need any kind of HDMI. Um, The price is going to be $90, and pre-orders will open on September 6th. And I think it's a fair price if you consider how much the original component video cables are still selling for, and also consider that the only other uh, analog output option is... Is Eons Mark II, which is $150, but does simultaneous HDMI and component video output. So depending on your needs, I think you have scenarios, most scenarios covered. So if you need both HDMI and analog, you can get the Mark II. Uh, If you only need HDMI, you can get the Carby. If you only need component video, you can get the Carby component. Or if for whatever reason you wanted one at a time, you could just get both of the Carbies. So um, you know because I'm a Uh, Because I'm an enthusiast and a crazy person, I'd also love to see a SCART version of this as well, Um, but who knows, maybe that'll come sometime in the future, and that would also have to deal with some kind of audio solution, because exactly like the official component cables, this only handles video, not audio, so you'd still need to use your composite video cables from the audio jack, from the analog jack, sorry. So um, either way, I'm happy that there's choices now. I'm glad they finally were able to get this done. Uh, I believe all the delays were really just because they wanted to make sure this cable was as perfect as it could be. And they weren't going to tolerate anything that was less than what their standards were. So um, I'm always happy to to wait for delays when it's reasons like that. And hopefully this thing will live up to the hype. But um, I guess we'll all find out in about a month or so. Well, I said right when the podcast opened that I'd soon have more information on panels that we'll be doing, and info came in as I was shooting. Uh, It is official. I will be hosting a panel on Saturday the 7th at 6.45 p.m. at uh, a video game con in Parsippany, New Jersey. And not only that, Smoke Monster will also be holding a panel the next day, Sunday the 8th at 1.30 in the afternoon, covering FPGAs so uh, i'm very excited to go it's uh it's always awesome to hang out with smoke monster but i also also really enjoy the cons and the expos and stuff i really do love meeting people in person i love seeing all the new and crazy and weird stuff people have for sale i see the shadow box guy at everyone and every time i go and just marvel at all those awesome pictures one of these days i'll have a big enough place where i could buy one of each and just cover a wall with them but anyway uh if you're around for this one please stop by find both of us um, come over and say hi hopefully we'll have have other uh, other affiliates if you will hanging out with us uh, i'm not sure who exactly is able to make it or not but you you definitely will notice us so please come over and say hello i'd uh, love to meet everybody and i really did enjoy doing the panel and i feel like the the ones that i've been doing people kind of liked as well so if you can definitely stop by because i I'm really enjoying this one but anyway i hope to see you in a few weeks well that's it for this week Thanks so much for listening and watching. And thanks to everybody who always keeps the comments civil. Honestly, the retro gaming community is filled with amazing people, and I never get tired of saying that, because it really is the truth. And you know, we're all human, we all lose our temper sometimes and say stupid stuff, but I just really appreciate it when I get into the comments and and have really intelligent conversations with people, and even things that I disagree with, I always appreciate everybody's side of things. Because remember, there's always more than one side to an argument, and very often there's more than two, and some people do enjoy to just focus in on that one little detail that's relevant to them so just keep that in mind if any of the stuff i said today may have triggered you one way or another i know the repo talk always seems to upset some people just keep in mind that you know we're all here together everybody here is mostly awesome and the people that aren't Usually you're just going through something at the moment and come back to being awesome at some point. So please keep it equally as awesomely civil in the comments as everybody has. Um, don't ever worry about being banned. The only people I have ever banned is harassment and hate speech. It's never from difference of opinion. It's just people that really deserve to be banned. <laughs> so, and if you've been banned accidentally, let me know because that did happen on Twitter a couple times where I went to mute a conversation and ended up blocking a person. And it wasn't until somebody else contacted me like hey why'd you block them i don't think they said anything bad so yeah sorry about that honest mistake totally twitter really should move block away from mute they're two completely different things or at least prompt you i don't know i'm ranting now but thank you so much for watching listening thank you for all your support especially people who keep this channel going on subscribe star or patreon or any of the other support platforms it really means the world to me thank you so much